Hello everyone and welcome back to Going Purple with me, Nessie McIntosh, where we talk about serious F1 stuff in a not so serious way. Hi guys, just jumping in really quickly, don't you worry. Just to say that Going Purple is now on most streaming platforms it's on apple podcast now it was always on spotify google podcast stitcher it should be in lots of other places too um but if you are listening to this on apple podcast then please feel free to leave the podcast a review down below obviously it's been on spotify for the last almost six months but i'm the only person that can see the reviews on on and like the ratings on spotify still absolutely so grateful anyone who's rated the podcast on spotify you guys are forget forget anyone else as the goat lewis Michael Schumacher, you guys, you are the goat. Um, but if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave a rating and a review down below. It would make my day. Okay, I'm leaving. Goodbye. Enjoy the episode. Love you. Hi, everyone. How's it going? Welcome to the bonus episode for May. How is everyone doing? This will be up post-Barcelona. Not sure whether Monaco will have happened or not. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't planned that far ahead. Um, but if it has, I hope it was great. If it hasn't, I hope it's going to be great. I'm really excited to do this bonus episode today because it's going to be an advice episode. Now, I definitely don't feel qualified to sit here and give out tons of advice about anything, really, to be honest. Um, actually, you know, I back myself a little bit. I, I do feel like there are things, however, I want to share a lot of the time I get messages, I get questions, I get comments asking me about, you know, what's the bit, the best piece of advice you've ever learned? Can I have advice on content creation? How are you confident? Things like things like that, that I, I've thought about for the last couple of weeks. And I've thought about doing an episode about advice and just having a bit of a chat, to be honest. Um, that's not necessarily F1 based, although my life, my career is in F1. So of course, whenever I'm talking about my life, it will probably come up. Um, but I was like waiting for this moment, like this strike of um, inspiration and like, you know, <laughs> this like advice strike to hit me and like for something really profound to come up in my mind. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just think about it. Like sit down and think about pieces of advice that you genuinely wish you had known earlier and that's exactly what I'm going to do for you guys today. I have asked on Instagram um, for your pieces of advice that you wish you had learned earlier as well. And I want us to just have a big chat together. Um, you know, I feel like it's moments like this where, you know, we, we've built a community around Formula One. But I also, in the meantime, I feel like I've got to know a lot of you guys on a more personal level, just because a lot of you guys have been around for a long time on my TikTok channel, on my socials, and I just want to get to know each other better. Um, and I've just read, had a really quick read through some of the advice you had popped into the box. Um, and I just, I don't know, I felt really touched by the fact that a lot of you guys felt you could open up in it. And, and I want this to always first and foremost be a safe space where as I've always said F1 fans can come and chat new or old but also just about other things as well I have kind of sectioned this off a little bit into um well I've split it into sections <laughs> there's a note in my phone advice 
I've split it into schools and school and friendships, content creation, F1 and mental well-being and like looking after yourself and things like that. Um, So I think we should start where it all starts for everyone, which is at school. When you enter the school system in the UK, I th- is it really late that we enter the, the school system? We, I think we start school at four. That's not important. Four-year-olds are not listening to this podcast, so I think I'm in the clear. Um, but I, I don't know. I think I had a weird experience at school, to be honest. I was never a sporty girl at school. To be honest, I never thought I'd work in sport. I was like the anti-poster child for sports. I remember my first proper memory of participating in a sport was on a sports day um it was hurdles and I was getting shouted at I was getting in trouble because Lissy had come up with her own way of doing the hurdles which involved walking up to the hurdle using the hurdle to climb over said object and just walking on I wasn't running. I wasn't going to almost trip up over a hurdle. For what? So I could come last? I don't think so. And I was getting in so much trouble for it. And I was like, I just don't enjoy it. I just don't. I was never very good at sports. And I was always friends with people who were. And they were like the best at netball and swimming. And I just wasn't. And I think that's the thing at school is people are really judgmental. Sport was just one of those places where I always felt really embarrassed that I wasn't good. Um, And I did feel slightly like it was quite prescriptive at school. Like either you're sporty or you're smart or you're popular or you're really creative. And I never felt I fit into one of those boxes And I was like, is there something wrong with me? Like, am I just not very good at anything? And I noticed my teachers would always say, oh, she has potential. Now this word, potential. I have so many, I feel like because of that, every time I hear the word potential, it just feels loaded to me. And I'll tell you why, this is so off um, my original point about sports. Let's quickly, quickly delve into potential. I think when we're at school, there's all this talk about potential and She's going to go on to do great things. And, you know, even at uni, what's going to happen next? Well, she hasn't left yet. So, like, maybe her life hasn't started properly yet. Or, you know, the idea of having potential sounds really attractive, right? Because you haven't reached the potential yet. You haven't finished the outcome. You don't know where you're going to go. And I think that's what's scary about getting older is in some ways, in some areas of your life, that potential gets fulfilled and in other ways in your life maybe you know I'll never run a Mm, let's be real I'll never run a marathon and that potential will never be fulfilled I'm not saying I ever had that potential but if I did or you know just things that you think you're gonna be amazing at there comes a certain point in your life I think where you realize either I'm gonna do that thing or I'm not and as you get older and your life gets busier you kind of have to decide what those things are. And I think that's what's, scar- that's what's scary about getting older, to be honest. I will say, no one ever said, oh, she has potential to work in sports, ever. And I'll get onto this later, but I think that helped me because when you have no expectations for something and you go into something with absolutely no idea of what it's going to be like, whether that be a relationship, whether that be, I don't know, a birthday party or something, when you have no expectations for something, it's always going to be above. And no one ever thought I would be doing what I'm doing now. 
I think if I spoke to people I went to school with when I was 13, they would be like, you work in sport? Like, no, no, you don't, babe. Um, but yeah, and I feel like that's exciting because there's there's a new place where there's potential for me. And who knows what's going to happen in, in the next five years of my life, career-wise, personal-wise. I just remember leaving school and being like, oh my God, my life is over because all this potential needs to come to fruition now. And that's not true. But back to the sport thing, I was saying that everything was quite prescriptive and I never fit into one of those boxes. And I think that's fine. One piece of advice I wish I knew earlier was you don't have to have it figured out. You don't need to know what you want to do when you're 14. And to be honest, you don't need to choose your GCSEs based on what you want to do for the rest of your life. If you do geography and not Latin, you're going to be okay. I think when we're younger, especially, everything seems huge. You didn't go to lunch with the popular girls. Oh my gosh, your life is over. You picked maybe the wrong GCSE to do. Oh my gosh, I'm never going to get my dream job. And I think one piece of advice I wish I had known was it's okay not to know. And actually, instead of always looking to your future, make sure you're actually choosing things you enjoy now. I think it's incredible to put a lot of, eggs in your basket in your future's basket and you know make sure you're having a good future of course I'm not saying don't study in school I'm not saying don't show up to school but I'm just saying make sure in your teenage years when you know you need more love and support that you're choosing things that you enjoy at the time as well and if that that means you don't fit into a box well that's great that means you're good at lots of different things and that means that you're not just going to pigeonhole yourself into something so insanely um small from the very start and I know people who have chosen to do medicine I know you have to choose to be a doctor when you're really really young and a lot of them are like I chose that when I was 15 and not that they've had a change of heart but you know they're like what what would my life be if I hadn't chosen that um so that's definitely the first piece of advice I wish I had known the second piece of advice kind of leading on from that that I've written down is academics are not everything they really aren't do you know what's funny in my professional career any cool thing that's happened no one well few people have asked um can you just send me your cv and all your transcripts now it's funny because obviously you work really hard for your grades and to be honest everyone listening to this you you probably don't all want to go into the same job or the same industry so you know that's not to say that academics are not important but I think if you are genuinely good at something or you have a lot of experience in something or every summer you try and get an internship at I don't know if you want to work in marketing at a local marketing firm or something I think we underestimate how important experience is now I know it's really hard to get experience when you're younger because for experience they want you know um, more experience but then where do you start with the experience just I think showing off that you also have soft skills and you can talk to people, that's so important as well. So I think that's just because I'm really dyslexic. I got diagnosed with dyslexia when I was 15 and I had no idea, but I was always like, why am I so slow at reading? Um, And why do I find it so difficult to retain a piece of information? Well, turns out that's why. Um, But that's just to say that there are other routes you know other than just being like an absolute brain whiz and if that's you then absolutely go you own it 
Um, but don't worry. Just try not to worry at school. If any of you are listening at school, try not to stress about anything. Okay, let's see. I'm going to see on Instagram a couple. Someone says, your passion is what gets you the dream job, life and partner. I agree. I think having passion for something is so um, underrated. I think having passion for something you really enjoy doing is so cool. Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I adore this. When karting, wear contact lenses. (laughs) Found out the hard way. Well, there you go, guys. Anyone who's looking to get into karting, wear contact lenses. I like this. There's no rush in life. I still have so much of life ahead of me. It can be easy to forget. Oh my gosh, I completely agree with you. I think we all think on a really short-term basis, like even, I don't know, working in a phone, like the end of the season, gosh, he's like, you know, so far away. When actually, you know, in perspective, we have so long ahead of us. And that's what I find exciting. I think it can be scary and it can be really exciting knowing that there's so much of life still ahead of us. Like, what are we all going to be doing in 10 years time? I'll be 32. I'll be turning 33 that year. Um, what will I be doing? I'm intrigued to know. Do you know what I actually will say? I wrote a letter to myself like two years ago, maybe three years ago, I don't know. And I've got it somewhere. Oh God, I hope I haven't lost it. And you just write a letter to like you in 10 years time and you open it on, say you wrote it when you were 20, open it when you're 30. And you just like write down lots of stuff. I don't remember what I wrote. Um, I, I think we should all do that. It's kind of like how Hannah and I at the beginning of the F1 season wrote down our predictions and we're going to open them in November. Um, I feel like we should all start writing letters to our future selves and see what comes true and all that kind of thing. And I think it's so funny that you say like it's so long and, you know, give yourself grace because it's so true. I think one thing I wish I had known earlier is what you want will change and that's fine. I know what I want for my for my next like 10 years career-wise and personal-wise and I think knowing can be helpful at a certain point like obviously it's great to know in in the general direction of like I kind of want to do this and as I said earlier don't get too specific but I think it is really nice to have certain goals or like know what kind of track you're on um, and then look back on that after whatever's happened after however many years have happened um, because I think well you'll always look back I mean I don't know about you guys but I look back on my life so far and I'm I'm like oh my gosh like, I hope I've made the younger me proud like I hope 12 year old me would think I'm cool I don't know if she would I wish I could ask her that would be fun all right I'm gonna go on to the f1 portion Um, This kind of ties into content creation, um, but I'll talk specifically F1 for now and like working in F1. I think the main thing I wish I knew is that this industry is very small um, and that's really cool because you meet so many incredible people. um, But it's obviously, I mean, I don't need to (laughs) say this, but obviously just be nice to everyone. Everyone you meet, everyone I find in this industry has an interesting story to tell and they all have something interesting to say. Um, And just listen, listen to as many people as you can, talk to as many people as you can. And it's so important to network where you can and meet different people and get your name out there and talk to different people. Um, 
and just have confidence in yourself you know I think that's the thing is you need to kind of fake it till you make it in any job you do you know fake it until yeah duh you make it just keep going until you really believe like I am that person act as the person you genuinely want to be and you will become that person in my experience anyway um so yeah that would be a specific piece of advice f1 advice other than that is do not (laughs) do not under any circumstances wear kitten heels to a grand prix just don't do it did i do it last year (laughs) yeah did i come back with the most awful blisters i think i've ever had in my entire life yeah (laughs) who does that i don't know what i was doing um but yeah i wore kitten heels to a grand prix and my feet almost fell off okay in terms of content creation, I've got a lot of questions even in this box. I get it a lot about how do I become a content creator? Um, how do you get started in what you're doing? And I think what's cool is like the power genuinely starts with you. If you want to create content, do it. What's stopping you? Genuinely, what is stopping you? If it's like the lack of equipment or anything... I don't think equipment is like the be all and end all to be honest. I mean, I started creating TikToks on my phone um, in my apartment. I had like, I basically I got the kettle and then I just put two glasses and the phone because you don't want to cover the speaker. So like the phone would just like sit between the two glasses kind of like propped up by the kettle. Um, And that's how I started. And I think if you've got something interesting to say, people will listen to it. In terms of judgment I mean I've said it before and I'll say it again it's cringy until you're successful and then everyone wants a piece of your success I hate to think of the version of myself I used to be which was so if I do this though what are they going to say about me do I actually care no do I want to be 85 and be like oh, I didn't do that thing I really wanted to do because the mean girls from school might have said something I actually really don't mind if they do I'm really happy in my life right now I feel so fulfilled and if the only thing fulfilling them is to like talk bad about me and my happiness then you honestly please go ahead um okay another content creation one out there is remind yourself why you do what you do don't just start a content page because you think like it's a quick way to get followers or you know parts of it look really glamorous it's not i think you've got to be able to have a cause or like have a reminder to yourself of why you're doing what you're doing when you're staying up till 3am because you didn't edit wrong or you're trying to build a page or you're getting awful hate comments or you know you're traveling around xyz places to get xyz shots remind have a reason to remind yourself why you're doing it and that's not to say that If you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. That's not true in my opinion, but you'll enjoy the work you do and it will get you up in the morning. Um, You know, it's not easy. It's not just like you snap your fingers and you've got 10,000 followers or whatever. Um, But be patient with it and know why you're doing it. Um, And be yourself. If you're not being yourself, it's going to be a bit of a chore to get up every morning and film yourself doing something, in my opinion. Um... I mean, it's tough because when you work for yourself or you create content for your own page, if you don't get the content done, no one else is going to pick up the slack for you. You don't have a boss to be like, oh, it's really annoying, but I'll do it. 
you have to do it yourself. And so whilst it's kind of your head on the chopping block, I mean, you know, to be honest, to start with, there's nothing to lose. If you don't get your video up every single day or you don't get your video up when you wanted to get it up or whatever, it's okay. But remind yourself that it's okay. You know, you can you can really easily catastrophize. catastrophize. Let's go with it. Do you know what? Fake it till you make it, babes. Catastrophize and be like, oh my God, I didn't get the video up. Oh my God, I didn't get the podcast edited. But it's okay. And just remind yourself that it's fine. At the end of the day, you need a break as well. Um, which I wish I could say so easily. I think it's because I genuinely love what I do. Like every day in some form, weekends, weekdays, nights, mornings, I want to be doing something to do with my job. Now, I don't think that's a bad thing. Don't worry, guys. I have a healthy personal life. <laughs> I do have friends. Um, but one thing I will say is give yourself a proper break from social media. It can be really easy to blur the lines between just scrolling on Instagram and liking your friend's pictures and then reading your own comments and then thinking of an idea and then thinking of an Instagram idea. And, you know, give yourself breaks if you can. I think it takes a little bit of like training your mind to be like, this is work time, this is no media time, and this is media time where it's just for me. Um, and that's why I started a second TikTok. I just make like videos that I love making, like little morning routines. It's at Lissy Who on TikTok. But I like how there's no pressure to make anything there. Um, so you do that, like have something. Also, I will say, have try and have a hobby that's not media. Like I know a lot of people love knitting. I, I could not it's too fiddly for me but you know whether that's like journaling or scrapbooking cooking whatever it is I, I really do think it's important um because we are all so social media savvy these days which is great but we need to give ourselves a break as well okay I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going like um topic and then some of the Instagram ones all right okay don't let other people determine your mood oh that's such a good one I agree with that, although I think it's, um, especially if someone is like just being pissy with you and you just think, you just got to be like, actually, that's their thing and this is my thing. And especially if someone's just being nasty to you or being like a bit passive aggressive to you. I think one of the things I wish I knew earlier was how someone acts towards you says a lot about them. If they're going to like, pull you down every time you tell them a piece of good news they're probably not the most secure friend in the world and so I totally agree don't let that determine your mood equally I will say kind of off the back of this I will say it's important to choose who you share your best news with carefully if you're bringing like a firecracker piece of news like I've just become president of the United States of America to someone who's gonna you're gonna give them your balloon and they're gonna drop your balloon just don't do you know what I mean because that will naturally that will affect your mood and you don't you know you have the power in that situation to change that go to someone who's going to be like that's absolutely amazing and I'm so proud of you or keep it to yourself and you know know that you don't need someone else to tell you I'm so proud of you um but back to the other point which is don't let other people affect your mood or determine your mood actually um yeah I agree I mean it's hard especially if you I don't know live with them or you're around them a lot I will say the kind of person you are and the kind of energy you put out I think is is what you attract back um so yeah I guess 
All right, let's see some other ones. <laughs> Buy tickets for races faster. Oh, I agree. I agree. And don't believe Silverstone when they say they're going to drop tickets on a Friday. <laughs> Spend time alone. If you can, go on a day trip alone. Or, oh my gosh, what was that? <laughs> I think it was just someone walking above me. I thought someone was like scratching at the walls. Oh my gosh, sorry. Minor story time. Um, Last night... My entire shower screen fell off. <laughs> um, and the entire shower screen. And my sister's room is next to my bathroom. And she was like, I thought the entire ceiling had fallen. <laughs> and she tried to wake me up and I didn't wake up. And that really worries me because what if I had just, what if I just didn't hear like the fire alarm going? Anyway, the entire shower screen is just in my bath. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. I'll be honest with you. Oh yeah, spending time alone. I think it's so important, seriously. Uh, and I think it's those times where you're spending time alone that you're getting to know yourself better. And I really think getting to know yourself is underrated. Getting to know what you like, what music you genuinely love to listen to, what you do when you're alone for a night, whatever. Not in a weird way, or like, you know, when you're alone, you're like, I don't know about you, but I'm like mixing random face masks. I'm watching like four shows at once, like iPad, laptop, TV. I'm doing the most random shit in my house, <laughs> not in a weird way, I swear. Um, but yeah you know spend time alone because I think at that point it's easier to prioritize yourself um and like you know you get to know what you like and then if your friends are like come out with us and you're like actually I know myself really well and I know what's going to make me feel better now it's it's making a weird face mask and it's watching Desperate Housewives I think it's easier to prioritize yourself and in turn set boundaries etc um so yeah that's something that is so important Hmm. Oh, I love this. That going to uni isn't all it's cracked up to be and that you'll probably end up in a different career. I genuinely could not agree more. As I said earlier, I studied art history at uni for three years. Now, looking back, three years does seem like quite a long time. But actually, I'm glad, you know, obviously, if all of us had changed anything about our lives, we wouldn't be where we are now. And so I wouldn't change anything. But equally, I wish I had known that there were other options and I didn't have to go to uni. Um, and I mean, I'm happy to talk about university more, but I went to uni in London. And I will say that's like really not what it's cracked up to be. Like it can be quite lonely, um, especially, I mean, COVID happened right during my degree. Um, but it is tough because everyone lives everywhere. There's no like student area of London. A lot of people live at home um and yeah it's a lot of work I think we all smooth over like the work uh, part of it it's just bloody hard work um so the only reason I wish I was still at uni is because I see these TikToks where people run through the library like we have these things right I think everyone uni has it where it's like shelves and you like use a wheel to spin them open <laughs> and people like run through the shelves whilst the whilst it's closing to like like kind of like um what's that movie maze runner where you have to get out of the maze before it like slams you shut that's the only reason i wish i was still there so i could do that okay let's talk a little bit about mental well-being i call it that because i just mean like taking care of yourself basically um as i was saying it's okay to say no to things in order to prioritize yourself 
spend time around people who actually make you feel good and and okay I don't know if this is a controversial opinion but I would rather spend time alone than with people who I don't know if this is even controversial than with people who just don't make me feel good like I'd rather not spend time with them if you're going to sit there and just make me feel like a bit crap about myself I'd rather be alone have a great time mixing my face masks and don't be afraid to say that Equally, if those people are just bringing you down constantly, I think it comes to a point where you've got to decide whether you want them in your life. All right, I'm going to finish up with a few more of your... um, (laughs) A few more of your responses. Someone says, it's okay to hold a grudge over someone. Now, I really respect your honesty here, to be honest. It's hard to admit that you have a grudge over someone, so I totally respect it. Um, I don't, I, the only reason I disagree with you is I, I don't want for you to feel like hard feelings towards someone for yourself, like holding negative feelings towards someone takes up too much space in your brain and you have, you have so much to give and I just don't want you using your energy to hold a grudge over someone. If you know what I mean, like I I, I only want the best genuinely. Um, and what's it? you know they don't know or maybe they do know you're holding a grudge I don't know but it's more like for yourself forgive you know you don't have to forget you definitely don't have to forget but I just don't want you wasting your precious energy on someone that clearly doesn't deserve it um I mean I don't know if you're still friends with the person there is no such thing as normal everyone is different oh my gosh I could not believe more Uh, believe (laughs) I do believe I could not agree more seriously I think the more people you meet in life the more you realize like all those friends when you're 15 who are doing the same thing that's what I mean like it's all so much bigger and it's so hard to remind yourself of that when you're like in it you know and and you think that everyone needs to be the same but the fact that you've realized that now makes me so happy because it's so true and if you can even you know I think you'll end up being friends with people who are so different to you or love doing such different things to you but if there's something there that keeps you together that's amazing and imagine if you are only friends with people who are like exactly the same as you I don't think that would be very exciting to be honest so I could not agree more you only need to make yourself proud no one else's opinion is important I agree I mean ultimately that's true and even if oh I don't know even if other people have expectations of you whatever like that why why do they have them what does that say about them and why do they expect so much from you you're so right as long as you're making yourself happy and proud and you can genuinely like go to sleep at night and be like I'm really proud of the person I am and I try really hard um and I'm happy with who I am and I'm doing my best that's that is honestly I think we sometimes overlook really small things having big value for example like I I woke up the other morning and I just thought I'm really glad that I my this room that I have now is bigger than my last bedroom I couldn't even like lie down properly in my last bedroom because that is London real estate for you um and that was the first thought in the morning and I was like actually do you know what even that I'm doing so much better than so many people and I'm so grateful and if you just can even think to yourself I'm really proud of what I did today and I did my best that is an incredible feeling and I feel like we need to celebrate things like that more often right guys I think I might leave it there but as
as more and more questions come in over the next couple of hours, I might screenshot them and do a part two if that's something you guys would be interested in. Um, let me know on my socials at Lizzie McIntosh on TikTok and Instagram. It's a great time. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed, enjoyed, I hope you guys have enjoyed a slightly less F1 focused podcast. I can go back to the regular F1 Q&As and general Q&As and things like that. But I just really enjoyed getting to know you guys better and actually have a proper chat about things that are important. Enjoy your day, evening, morning, wherever you're going. I hope you're okay. And I will see you guys very, very soon. Bye.